0: Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Oh, man, we have such a great episode for you today. It is with Jason Underwood, an old pal of ours who has appeared on the podcast before in a couple of the festival episodes to go check those out. And if you can tell by the sound of my voice, I'm very, very tired. I'm tired, I'm fatigued. I was out traveling so much yesterday and it took it out of me and I'm I'm upset because I'm out of magic mind. I don't have any magic mind and I could desperately use it right now. It has so many ingredients that help with all of the things I'm dealing with. I need energy. I have a little stress and anxiety over all the stuff going on, all the traveling. I I had to do and i'm just i'm mentally fatigued i'm otherwise fatigued i don't have mental clarity as this is the third time i've recorded this intro because i don't have mental clarity and magic mind can help with all of that it can it has the matcha it has the ashwagandha it has the lion's mane and more And it helps. It helps with all of that stuff, wakes you up. It helps reduce stress and fatigue and inflammation even. And I could use it. I could really use some right now. And I bet I'm willing to bet you could use some right now as well. And this is the month of January, and through January of this year, you can get one month for free when you subscribe for three months at magicmind.com Jan. There it is. So if you get a subscription for three months, you will get one of those months free. And you could use the code THEREITIS20 and get an extra 20% off. That is so many percentages off. That's so much off. And it's for this month only, and hey, it's the 24th, so there's not much month left. So hurry up, go to magicmind.com slash Jan, there it is, and use the code, there it is, 20 as promised we have a great episode with jason underwood coming right now we talk about how we met how we got into improv comedy and more why don't we just get right to it here's my chat with jason underwood jason thanks so much for being here again you've you've loomed on the podcast before in previous episodes because we've i've been on your podcast your old podcast to talk about brackets and weren't you on one or two of the yeah. festival episodes yeah i was on the festival episode i
1: think it was 2017 i was listening to some of that today
0: yeah yeah I was like, when was that that was so long ago now i can't believe that yeah it's been almost eight years of having this podcast is weird it feels weird, right? You're doing almost a decade of doing it, man. That's great. That's yeah, so weird. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I like doing it. It's just crazy that I've been doing it for this long. But yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, a lot of people, if they look at the description of that, that I have for you, they'll they'll see the Alchemy connection. They'll assume that's where we met. But we actually met a few years prior to my joining Alchemy. That's right. Uh, Maybe even at least three years prior. It was a while ago. Yeah. It was was a weird, weird location, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a weird, it was a wild student film that was like a horror, supposed to be like an 80s horror slasher sort of thing. And you were, were you playing the villain or are you playing the person everyone thought was the villain? You know what? Of all those student films, I never
1: saw a single one finished, so I kind of forget, but I know i played the, I think I played the fella who everyone was scared of, but was the hero at the end.
0: Yeah. 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 Good old Carolina Film Institute. Yep. That's right. And it never got made. It never got edited together.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I loved all those people, but that was, that was one thing. I'm like, I'd love to see what I've been doing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But this particular project, I think it's okay. There was a lot of things involved in that one. I'm like, this is okay that it kind of just faded
0: off into the Yeah, you know. uh, I saw somebody who was maybe the writer and I said, hey, do you know when, if that's coming out? And they're like, I have seen no one in the editing bay. <laughs> like, no one's gone in to edit this. So, oh no. I don't know if it'll ever happen. I was like, all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, Caitlin Moose was in that, yeah, yeah, um, so I met Caitlin, yeah. and just the image of I, I I was a guy, and I came in at one point with a hatchet or a hammer, <laughs> uh-huh. and dude, i I was covered in
0: fake blood. Uh, you were there yeah. there's pics on uh, Facebook of it. <laughs> you're just like totally, totally absolutely covered in blood. there won't I be had... one in the description. Don't worry about that that won't <laughs> that won't happen, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're letting, like you're I don't even go. know if I could find those pictures at this point. But I had a kissing scene in that. Oh, which was super. I went with the old you were school. Very polite. You were very nice yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I but I I so I had a kissing scene and I was dating someone at the time. So I was like, oh, this is I was someone who knew her, knew who, my girlfriend at the time,
1: hmm. and I
0: was like, oh. I got to tell you, there's a kissing scene in this and, you know, it's with her and she laughed about it. So I was like, okay, she's not upset. Okay, good. But yeah, but I went with the Hollywood kiss. I don't know if you've had to kiss on screen or on stage, anything you've done, but it's awkward. Like I've heard actors talk about how awkward it is and how they don't really actually enjoy it. And I, I went with the old Hollywood kiss, which is not lip to lip. It's like lip to corner of the mouth or something like that. And it's, it's awkward. <laughs> it's yeah. it's still awkward to do it that way. Oh, sure. Cause you're just like, I just met this person, especially
1: on a film, in a film uh, situation. You're like, mm-hmm. we literally just showed up today. I've had to do it in like a, a short 10 minute play before. Which is still weird, of course. Yeah. Because you don't practice day one, but it, you know you're reading the lines and then the stage manager goes, and then they kiss. But so it's just <laughs> this weird buildup to the t- the day we you're like, okay, it's tech. We're going to go for it. Yeah. And yeah. My My thing was just, I'm just going to stand there and not move and let them kiss me. And then, <laughs> you know,
0: there you go. Yeah. I don't know how to like... When I was a kid and I would see movies and stuff, I was always like, oh, hey, you get the kiss when you're, da- you know, when you're in a movie. Right. And but then I heard um, Megan Mullally, Alec Baldwin was her love interest on Will and Grace. Oh, and so and, and like Alec Baldwin, this was like 90s Alec Baldwin, like everyone was like, oh, he's so handsome. So they were asking her what. That's like you know, you know oh you get to kiss Alec Baldwin how how does that feel and she's like I'm married so uh, you know I don't like it he's <laughs> you know? a very honest oh. and I think fair answer uh, if you're you're in a monogamous relationship you're not trying to kiss other people <laughs> so like right. even in a in a setting like a, a film or or TV show. You still don't want to. You still... <laughs> yeah. Every project they gotta read it and go, Oh, this
1: is a great role, but I gotta like make out with a bunch of people. Then you gotta have that conversation with yeah.
0: Yeah. Significant other. Yeah. I'm I mean, like there's older actors who complain about the oh, what is the new role? Intimacy coordinators. Oh, uh, right, right. That's like a thing now and these old out of touch actors will be like oh well you know blah 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 you can't do anything now like that kind of thing like oh these kids today and you know what how how am i supposed to get invested in the scene if i you know, if i can't just get, get be taken away into the scene and just act right. it out and, and and be spontaneous and i'm like you pervert, because <laughs> you would, know. You don't say that about fight scenes. You don't go, yeah. "Oh, I have to have a stunt coordinator." What? What can I just haul off and hit the guy the way I want to? You know, you don't think that way. Can't yeah, just stab a fella. <laughs> I can't rough him up a little bit and just. <laughs> I'm acting. I'm <laughs> in the, the moment here. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And So it's bizarre. I, you know, so. But even if you try to like fake it, it's still awkward because it's still someone's mouth against your your face. But the the
1: intimacy coordinator, I mean, it's such a great
0: move because
1: none of the people, they're like, just tell us what to do. Let's just block (laughs) yes, and just, you know, have another person there in general just to like, all right, now you do this, you do that. And this
0: is what, you know. Exactly. Makes it so much less weird. Right, right. So, yeah, that was how we met. Uh was on that the set of that never to be seen student film. We saw each other around, we had similar circles in Greenville. And then uh, I started taking classes at Alchemy, which you were a founder, a co-founder of. That's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: Harrison Brookie. He sent out an email to Meg Pearson, myself, and Ben Burris. A bunch of people from Mock Turtle Soup over at Clemson University. Mm Ben and Meg replied. Say again? That was a college improv crew. Yeah, Mock Turtle Soup, the college improv troupe in Clemson University. And Ben and Meg replied to the emails quite quickly. I read them and I was like, that sounds really cool. And then just didn't do anything for a good long time until they called me and said uh, are you are you in uh, i'm like oh yeah yeah i'm in and they're like okay <laughs> maybe reply but yeah it was such a i was like i never thought i'd help start a comedy theater and it was it was it, it was, I felt like i was contributing by just being of course being there and helping with classes and shows and stuff but i realized every time harrison was like hey i think i want to do this with the theater I'd be like, I don't know. And everybody else would be like, you yeah, know, it's cool. And then over and over, I would be disproved because it was great <laughs> and it was a good move. And I don't know why I was always like, I don't know about two shows a night, man. Uh, but <laughs>
0: hey, that's why Harrison was in charge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was the go-getter. Yeah. <laughs> the spearheaded, the whole thing. So yeah, you did improv in college with them. And uh, mock turtle soup is like the, you know, sort of like the Harvard Lampoon of Clemson because it's it's a rotating crew. It's not like you all did it and then it just didn't exist after that. This was, this is a crew that still goes to this day.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think just the people that, I mean, I was in the opening, opening, I was in the first year of that as well. Hmm. And again I didn't have uh, any leadership position but <laughs> those that did Brian Buckley, Katie Jones and they were smart to put like a little document together a little constitution and I think that goes a long way because you know new people join and mm-hmm. you know that's how something dies when you just like willy-nilly go right. by the CD fans but because he had this you know thing they could come back to I hope I think that's the reason why it has this longevity
0: yeah And, you know, a lot of people have, you know, I've come through the alchemy who are mock turtle soup people. And a couple of people live up here who are mock turtle soup people. Other than Meg, there's there's Manis and Lindsay who are up here and uh, a couple other people. Yeah, we just actually did a show uh, set in with Lee Hall and friends is the name of their improv, their indie improv team. And saw Lee that's Hall great. is a, yeah, yeah. They are a, uh, that's a nod to Clemson university. Uh, yeah. That's the architectural and, building where, uh, we yeah. had all the cool shows. Yeah. Yeah. And so they are up here in New York doing shows. That's really cool. Yeah. What made you want to start out start the class, man? I may not have mentioned this on the podcast before. If I did, I'll, you know, it's fine to mention it again. Cause they're new listeners. So I, hadn't really thought about improv since college. And then I saw the Ask Cat DVD. I just saw Amy Poehler had some sort of improv thing going on. And you could rent the DVD from Netflix. This is how long ago this was. And I rented it and just loved it. Immediately loved it and like showed it to friends and showed it to my brother and just like showed it to all these people like this is so good. And... I may have seen that. As a matter of fact, I did see that before I started doing stand up in Greenville. But I remember thinking like, this is so cool. Like they're, they're all so funny. This is really, really different than anything I've seen before than the type of improv I've seen before. I would love to bring this to Greenville. And, but, you know, I don't know where to begin because I haven't had any improv classes or anything, but, but this, well, I did in college, but like, it was one semester, and I didn't really have a high opinion of of how that class went. There's some good moments, of course, but you know, nevertheless, I just didn't feel equipped, and so I was like, ah, you know, maybe I'll, I'll figure that out one day. And then the stand up thing started, and then a couple of years into me doing stand up, Alchemy started, and I went, son of a, you know, I was like, they brought it to Greenville, and I really wanted to do that. And Harrison was coming out to a lot of stand up shows. And he was like, oh, why don't you take classes at alchemy? And I was like, I would, it's just expensive, you know, know, like, I don't know. And he kept asking. And one day we were walking down the street after some show and he's like, what's it going to take to get Jason Farr in alchemy comedy? (laughs) And so we just like hashed it out and figured out, you know, like. You know, like when when I could start and I just started taking classes because I so it was something that I wanted to do. And I had, I had admired what you all were doing. But, you know, it, my interest in exactly what you all were doing, long form improv in the you know, Armando style was uh, the Armando Diaz form was exactly what I wanted to do. And what local legends was, which is the flagship show of alchemy and what you all do every Friday and right. what you all were doing at the beginning. And I was like, I do want to do this. I do. I do like what they're doing. So, and had already liked this specific thing. So it was a no brainer. It was yeah. a lot of fun to to start taking classes there.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I liked that. He was kind of recruiting you. He was like, yeah. what's it going to take, man? What's it going to take? You know? <laughs> yeah. Back when like college coaches were
0: giving kids cars and stuff, you know, before you could. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I was very thankful for that. I actually still have my notes from all the alchemy classes here. I've just kept all of my, I kept all of my notebooks from improv classes and workshops. That's cool. I am so bad
1: about having a notebook. I, I've got alchemy notes that I like, oh, this is good stuff. And I'm like, what's in my pocket? And it's like a receipt or like a, uh, you know, just a folded up piece of paper. And I'm like, well, great. Now I got to keep this stupid piece of paper,
0: but you know, I'm like, this is good to write down, but I'm just not prepared after that. <laughs> to, like, put it anywhere else. You know, I've wanted to, like, sort of digitize certain things. That's what I was doing when I started taking classes at Magnet. For some reason, I was transferring stuff to, like, Google Docs. Mm. And that got tiring after a while. Because it was, like, writing in the notebook and then taking notes from emails and then like combining them into a diet. I was like, this is extra work. <laughs> I didn't necessarily need to be doing. So I stopped doing that. But <laughs> I still have the notebooks, though, the original Me stuff. Do. I just got a stack of loose-leaf paper, just uh, all <laughs> clips together, you know, napkins, brochures, whatever I have. What made you want to start doing improv in, in college?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember, I guess, whose line, of course. Yeah. Is the answer everyone says? Yeah, and that's
0: why I took my that class I took in college. I was like, well, whose line's pretty great?
1: Totally, I loved Ryan Styles. My wife loves Colin Mockery. So, yeah. so does that's my fiance. Fight. Yeah.
0: That's the big fight in our house, right there. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm more of a Wayne Brady guy, but Justina. <laughs> yeah, Justina. <laughs> she likes she Colin Mockery. No, she really does love Colin Mockery. That's probably her favorite improviser. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah but yeah, it's one of those
1: things. You're like, that's television. Where am I ever going to do this? Right. And then one day at Clemson, I forget what, you know, probably near Lee hall or whatever. I saw a flyer that just said, Hey, we're doing improv. Anybody wants to come, come show up. And I, I came to that first class. There was a whole bunch of us and, you know, they were like, we're going to try to do this. And I just stuck around, man. So it went from like 15 to 20 and whittled down to about nine of us, this core nine, and then a couple more people. And I think that first year joined, but, but yeah, it's, it's funny. I've, I've never had to audition for an improv group or team. I've always just been luckily like the first wave, so I don't have to do the audition part, but, (laughs) but yeah, the second I started doing it, I was like, this is just the most fun thing in the world and you know i was a kid that always of course tried to get laughs you know but i was super shy and i was you know every kid wants to get make make your friends laugh and stuff and i think my biggest thing I, i would do of course what kids would do i'd like recite you know movies that i've seen i'm trying to think of which ones but but anyway, getting laughs, like I'm getting laughs by myself. Like this isn't me telling a joke or reciting something funny from TV. This is just me. And you just immediately get hit, hooked on that.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you so, do any stage performing before that? Because I know you also do a lot of theater stuff. But before college, were you doing anything?
1: No, not at all. Really. I, yeah. Again, even in college, I was like, Ooh, stage. I don't know. I don't know about that. In, I mean, when I was like a kid in, in elementary school, I did like the church plays and the church, church musicals. In fact, I was, I did a couple (laughs) musicals where I was, I don't know how I did that. I don't know why (laughs) I was terrified
0: the whole time. Sometimes I think about the stuff that I did when I was a kid and I was like, what in the world gave me the guts to do that? <laughs> Cause I, yeah. I don't know if I would do that now. And I accomplished it at that age. Like what was going on? Yeah. Yeah. Like you see pictures of, you know, and I'm like
1: jumping onto like tables and doing, belting out this stuff. I'm like, who's this kid? This
0: isn't me. This is not me. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah that's it's got to still be in us to do that kind of thing i don't know why get into a different headspace Mm -hmm. that's interesting but yeah i didn't do money
1: i didn't do many shows so yeah and honestly improv is what kind of helped me get out of my shell because you know just that constant like it's just you you got to do something you know Mm -hmm. and just getting that doing the rehearsals and getting that training of like, Hey, what are you going to say next? It's up to you. You got to say something. So it, it
0: was huge. It was huge. Yeah. You have, as I mentioned a couple of times, you've done theater and you've, you've acted in things, but you also have written some theater. Yeah. Cause you, you took part in a 24 hour play festival. So how did getting into theater happen for you?
1: I moved back to Greenville and again, I was looking for improv, you know, and there was, (laughs) it, it was a couple, like a couple months or a year of like not doing it, I guess. And, you know, it's like, you, you go for so long. You're just like, oh, I'm just, I, I need to have it back in my life. You know, this, 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 this kind of thing. And it got to the point where I was at a party with a work friend. And he goes, oh yeah, so and so knows so and so that does improv. And I go, what? There's improv in Greenville. And I, I was, I came on too strong to that person because I was like, where, where, where is, where is it? Who, who do I, you know? And that, and she's like, get away from me. Oh, wow. Who cares? Not that strong, but it was still, you know. Late, I was became friends, and later on, she was like, yeah, you, you really want to do improv, didn't you? Um, and. I came across a team that was starting up called laughing stock and through, and they were affiliated with the Greenville theater. And so through that, you know, you just meet, meet a crap ton of theater people, theater kids. And I was like, Oh, this is an interesting challenge. And they had what they called their four, four, four series, where you get to just audition for 10 minute plays. And they put a couple of them together and, i was super nervous of course but i've I've started getting to the point where you're like if if you're scared of something you probably should do it you know yeah and it was i got cast in my first play with april Schaefer, and uh, april yeah yeah and we played a couple of mayflies i forget that i think it was called time flies and i got to so it was very weird you know a guy who's like <laughs> i've never done theater in my whole life and now I got to be a, a bug and, you know, I wear <laughs> these fun glasses and I got to flitter around. I was like, this is so weird, <laughs> it's so weird, man. But it was a fun challenge and
0: yeah. yeah, it was great. And how did you start getting into writing? Because there is a, that festival that I mentioned, there was like a 24 hour festival where you, or a 24 hour play challenge where you write and rehearse a play in 24 hours and then you put it up the next evening. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah, totally. Totally. The beginning of that, at least with the Greenville theater, was something called Project Theater, I believe, where it was basically the 24-hour play festival, but it was kind of spread out throughout a week. (laughs) And it was, you just go and you get paired up with people and there's, you So you slowly throughout the week, basically do the steps of a 24 hour play festival where you just hear the characters, here's the, like the stipulations and you and a partner just work on the show. So it was my buddy Wofford Jones. He and I were working on this show and we had like a really fun cast. It was, it was, what was the name of the show? I'm, I'm blanking on it at the moment, but, but it was it was very funny. And looking back, like it was probably our most successful show that we've done because we've had it performed there, a couple of high schools. I mean, not performed like a crap ton, but, you know, about a handful of times, four times. Mm-hmm. And then the next year they started up the 24 hour play festival and there's nothing more fun than
0: doing that. Have you ever been a part of one of those, man? No, I wanted to at least act in one of those because I thought it would be cool. But I, I either, I always either missed the cutoff or I was just too busy. Sure,
1: sure. Yeah, I, I was always happy to be on the writing side of it, but because, <laughs> yeah, like that's the concept. So you have twenty four hours. So you start yeah. writing at like eight o'clock or six o'clock on a Friday. Mm -hmm. and then me and all the other writing teams usually it was Wofford me he and I wrote most of them
0: yeah
1: and who's who's got his own books out there look them up Wofford Jones but yeah and then usually you're supposed to be done by like I don't know midnight but every dang year it's like we get done at one then the next (laughs) year we get done at two (laughs) and gosh it yeah being up at four o'clock at you know when you're when you're not a teenager sucks,
0: man. Um, <laughs> it really does, man. I mean, when yeah. I got burnt out with the pulling an all nighter in college, I remember when that drop off happened where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't do this anymore. I was like, my senior year in college. I was like, oh, I'm done with this. <laughs> I can't, I can't physically do this anymore. Terrible. But
1: then you hand it off to, you know, the directors and the stage managers and then the cast, and then they take it from there. And it was always exciting to figure out, like, oh, what are they gonna do? You know, what are they gonna do? And just see it all come to life. And gosh, it's such a huge thrill to see what you wrote like just a second ago, be on stage and most of the time actually work, you know? You know, yeah. not every job's gonna hit. That's okay. Remember I forget which year, maybe the third year, but we watched the show and we're I lean over to Wafford and I'm like, man, they 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 edited the beginning of that didn't they they kind of they kind of changed it and we were so confused and we after the show and the show went fine but after the show i was like you guys kind of changed the beginning of the show didn't you they're like no we didn't no like what do you mean like it was completely there's like there's supposed to be this and that and they're like no here's the script and it's there they rehearsed the entire day starting on page two (laughs) I was like, where's the first page? Like, no, this is it. So it's like, you didn't question, you know, any of the, why are people saying this right at the beginning? (laughs) It's no one's fault. It's okay. But that was just like, what's happening? (laughs) When was the last time you did one of those? Definitely before 2020. So I think 2018, 2019 or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It's always so fun. They stopped doing it just for, you know, whatever the reasons were. I'd say, okay, we keep hoping to uh, to get it back going again, but there happened. Of course, they happen all over the country. So if you ever get a chance to like be in one or see one, I would definitely take advantage.
0: Yeah. 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 That's wild though. That's That's a wild time. <laughs> but it would be fun to like try to do that to try to like pull that off i mean you think about it when it from an acting standpoint actors of television have to memorize fast and so when i was a kid i thought because i didn't know anything
1: i was like wow friends so like monday they get the script and then they start rehearsing it and learning it and then on like friday they got to film it every week I, had, I thought they crammed it all somehow like and then at the end of they showed it right at the end and they start all over
0: again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly how that old school production style was. But it may not be far from that. Really? Because it, it really may not be. Because they do have yep. to like memorize real quick and it is sort of like. For some of those things, like a weekly situation, in some cases. But I've heard people like Kieran Culkin talk about memorizing fast because he was working on a three-camera comedy and had to. That's this is like the nature of it. Wow! Wow! You have to, you have to memorize. Well, yeah, maybe right? I
1: wasn't far off, but it, it it sounded silly to me. I was like, that that can't be it. But you know, <laughs> I, I think it it's, it's really actually kind of close
0: mind. to that. I honestly think it's close to that. Well, that's yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know that it is a. It's very different, but I haven't heard enough people talk about, it, especially in the modern modern era, because like there's less filming in front of a live studio audience type stuff nowadays. So it's it, shame, the industry's it's probably shame. different. Industry yeah. industry's probably pretty different now. But yeah, people had to memorize real quick. So I'm sure there's some actors who, if they heard about the 24 hour play festival, they might be like, "Yeah, you gotta, you know, that's the part of it." It's part of the job. This is what you do for sure. <laughs> so, you mentioned your your wife, Miley Underwood. She's been on yeah. an episode or two. She was on the Charleston episode as with you uh, when we went down to the Charleston improv festival. Shout out to Theater 99. And uh how long have you been married now? You got married in was it 2020? It was 2020.
1: Yeah, we had a we were going to get married. Let's see, the, everything shut down at the b right at the end. Yeah. was it like April you were going to get married? Yeah, exactly. We're going to get married in April, beginning of April, and you know everything shut like, down, and we like go two you weeks know prior. What? Yeah, <clears throat> and we're like, you know what? Let's bump the wedding two months.
0: <laughs> it'll be it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we made it. Yeah, that's all we got to do. Sure. (laughs) Holy moly. But yeah, we decided to, so we had one uh, late June and yeah, of course we're like, okay, it's going to be outside. It's going to be, all the food will be individually packed. You know, everyone's going to have as many, as much stuff as you can do to be safe. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, luckily nobody got, nobody got sick. You know, we're all good. But yeah, that was interesting. Not a lot of people can say they had a had that
0: kind of a wedding. <laughs> had a COVID sure. wedding, yeah. I've heard of COVID babies, but there aren't a whole lot of COVID weddings. Like that early in COVID at, at that. That right. was one of the bright spots of that year. When I think of m- much of 2020, I can like, I feel like I'm about to break out in hives when I think about certain things from 20, even just like watching an episode of a talk show where they're on zoom then i'm like i don't i can't like it it makes me so uncomfortable but that yeah. wedding was a lot of fun that that wedding was nice it was a nice bright spot that does not present the same sort of anxiety yeah. <laughs> as everything else from that year does for me <laughs> yeah it was like right after
1: when the quarantine or whatever got lifted so like everybody had just been you know at home and so this is like the first event after that so mm-hmm. everyone was yeah. right
0: to see everybody and yeah yeah you mentioned off air about your engagement story what was your engagement story I don't think I ever heard it
1: yeah so Miley and I love to go each year for Christmas just to go up to the Biltmore in mm-hmm. Asheville North Carolina and it's just a beautiful beautiful place so and beautiful yeah 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 and we love to you know one of our things we like to do is go up there and Check out the gingerbread competition just because it's like a little bit of a side thing. But we love going up there because it's like the greatest people that know how to do this. And then a bunch of amateurs and kids. We went with y'all one
0: year. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's always fun to see, you know. What the, the whole gamut of like the most amazing and then the most weird. It's um, <laughs> so
0: like, wild how how good the, the good ones are. Like, how is this yeah. a gingerbread house? Yeah, for sure.
1: But the bad ones I love. Because, like one time it was, <laughs> it was like, a I don't know what the context of half of these are, but it was like a blue bird sitting there with like a bunch of other little blue birds. And then the big one had just a huge knife stuck in it. <laughs> like, okay, what's this? One that I think, because I was looking through picture, looking through text, and I, I sent you one a long time ago. It was Santa Claus and a bunch of reindeers, and I'm like, I think this Santa was in like a car wreck because the his, <laughs> his face is all bloody. I'm like, and and what are these kids? Why are these? kids? One of them was like a ginger dead man from that horror movie. So like, it's just fun. It's just yeah. fun to check those out. Okay, sidebar, but. So we love going up to, <laughs> of course, Biltmore. I was like, well, that's, hey, that's a pretty good place to propose, I think. Yeah. So through the, I got, when I was getting my ring through whatever happened, I guess it takes me forever to decide on a ring. But I was going to propose, you know, around Christmas. I didn't get my ring until December 21st in hand. So I'm like, Okay, now's the time. Okay, so I try to book all the stuff and mm-hmm. make it a secret and keep it, make it a surprise. And luckily, all that happens, and we decide we're going to go during the day to Biltmore and yeah. check out the gardens, the grounds, all this stuff. And because we've been to at night, the candle night, and uh, where you dig the tour inside the house, and that's really pretty. But let's mix it up and go during the day. So I got the ring. And we're driving up there and this is great. And so we park and we're about to walk to the little tram. That's going to take you to the property, like up the hill. Mm -hmm. And I realized, oh, this ring is real bulky in my pocket here. I'm going to have to make sure Miley's on the other side. So she doesn't like feel it when she's hugging me and stuff. (laughs) So we're walking to the tram and I'm, we're just looking around and she's on the wrong quote unquote, the wrong side. (laughs) And she's like, this is so nice this is so great. And she tries to hug me and I'm like trying to like get away and like, Oh, oh, oh you <laughs> like know, a jest? yeah. Yeah. She's like, why don't you want to hug me? What are you doing? Why don't you want to hug me? And I'm like, Oh no, she's like mad at me already. I'm going to blow this. And I'm like, no, I'm not trying to not hug you. And then I, you know, <laughs> whatever. And so we're already like, I'm like, this isn't starting good. Um, so we get on the tram and you know she's sitting on the other side of me which is good and uh the we we roll up to the front and i hear the tram driver over the pa go the biltmore estate is going to be closing in an hour and 45 minutes Mm -hmm. at least the the outdoor and then you got to go inside Uh and i'm like okay okay an hour and 45 minutes that's enough time to like find a place and make it happen so we're looking around. We're looking. We get off, and it's beautiful. And we we're looking around, and I'm like, okay, here we go. Let's just go right to the to the flowers, to the garden, find a nice spot. And we're walking there, and I quickly realize that it's late December, and everything's dead. <laughs> Everything is nothing. <laughs> And I'm looking, and I'm starting to have this cold sweat of like, oh my gosh, I, I was looking on the website this whole time. And yeah,
0: all <laughs> full of the engine. <laughs> yeah,
1: I didn't think about how you know how many times has stuff died in the wintertime, Jason. You're an old man. You're old. <laughs> you should know this. So, I'm like, okay, okay, let's pivot. Let's pivot. Um, <laughs> So I'm looking around, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. There's a greenhouse right there. You know what's living? Stuff in the greenhouse. <laughs> so we mosey over there and we get inside and I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, man, it's hot in here. <laughs> okay. And I'm looking around and it's just nothing but cactuses too. So it's not even like pretty stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And of course it's freezing outside. It's warm in here. So there's a lot of people in here too. I'm like, there's not like a like a secluded corner of this thing. And uh so I'm like, okay, okay, well, let's take some pictures and look around. Act normal, Jason. We're just checking this thing out. And um and clearly I'm like, she's talking to me, and I'm like not exactly responding (laughs) because I'm I'm focused on something. So I don't know why my my thought went to this, but I'm like, hey, let's go out back. Let's go out the back door and see what's back. And there's nothing pretty out the back door of anything. So (laughs) we're like, now I'm next to a dumpster. I'm like, this is not good. I am am (laughs) deeper in the hole. So... We keep on walking and finally I find like a nice little, it's like a lot of cool brick and big trees and all this. Okay. Uh This is kind of a nice backdrop here. This is good. So, and my goal was, I'm going to try to, I'm going to like set up my phone. Like we're going to take a picture, you know, but I was actually going to hit record, (laughs) Uh record this thing. So I'm trying to set up my phone and right before I hit record, my phone goes and dies. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like face palm. This is the worst. This is the worst. So now I'm like kind of in a bad mood a little bit. I'm like, what the heck am I going to do now? <clears throat> but we're still having fun. We're taking <laughs> pictures with her phone. I'm like, whatever. I'm still going to do this. I'm not going to like not do this. It's just not going to be the memory. I'm not going to be able to capture it. Uh uh-huh. So. So we keep on moving. We keep on moving. And I remember I'm like, Oh, right. There's, they have all these ponds kind of in the front. I'm like, oh, a koi pond or something. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So we mosey over there and they're, they're bone dry. They're, oh, you know, no. it's empty. There's nothing. <laughs> and I am just like, I cannot
0: catch a break at the stupid Biltmore house. <laughs> because it's, and at Christmas time, it's like famously beautiful, but you're right. on at all the parts that are not <laughs> that type of year. Yeah, I'm all I'm at all the
1: I'm at all the off-season parts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I can't get uh I can't I can't do that. And I I finally we go there's the the house, the big um not yard, but whatever it is, the big grassy area and then mm-hmm. there's like mm-hmm. the the ramped stairwell at mm-hmm. the far end. And mm-hmm. so I I finally make my way over there. We go over there and I'm like, "Okay,
0: this now is now or never
1: this is this is now or never so i start my thing my spiel where i'm like well babe it's almost 2019 and then i'm starting to like reach for the ring and she goes well hey oh my god let's go up there that looks really nice up there so i'm like oh uh, and she just starts walking off and i'm like okay sure sure let's go
0: <laughs> so,
1: you know it's like when you're going to launch the missile, but like, Oh, clouds come in. And you're just like, you got to, stop. you know, regroup. So we go up a little further and I'm like, now, I don't know. And she, she's like, Hey, what's that up there? And it's <laughs> a little gazebo thing at the very okay. top of the hill. And there's like a statue of Diana, oh, like man. petting a dog or something. I, I don't know what that's all <laughs> about, but, uh, but I'm like, okay, this gotta be now, Jason, because it, <laughs> If you go any further, you're just in the woods and, you know, (laughs) don't propose in the woods is a rule I've heard. So she's like, well, let's go inside. I don't want to get, you know, I want to see the house before, you know, and I'm like, well, hold up. Let's, let's check out this statue a little bit and stupid, stupidest line in the world, but that's all I could think of. And so she was like, okay, so we're looking at this and then boom, I'm like, I'm going to start my thing. And I go. It's almost 2019. And I say all the nice things. And I say, you know, I don't want to just spend a new year with you. I want to spend a new life with you. And boom, do the ring and she loves it. It works great. And she said yes. So and I was super relieved, of course, of an <laughs> yeah, that hour and a half, just sweating it <laughs> on the Biltmore ground. And luckily, and there was another couple of people nearby and they saw and they're like, oh my God, that's gorgeous. Do you guys want some pictures? And thankfully, they were able to take like a couple pictures of us kind of recreating it. And so that's fan- That was fantastic. Oh, that's
0: cool. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. As someone else who has proposed, it is one of those things where like everything feels like it has to go right. Mm-hmm. And it was, I had been, I the place that I wanted to propose and did propose was at Central Park, so outside. And it was in the, it was in and out of the weather report that it was going to rain that day. Oh, and so there were times where I was like, Oh, great. It's not going to rain. And then the next day it's like, Oh, it says it's going to rain. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll switch back around, you know? So that's what I was going through. And then it got like middle of the week. I had already like floated the idea of just like, let's just go to central park and go for a walk. Cause we haven't done that yeah. in a while. It'd just be nice. And she was like, okay. And then middle of the week, it was, it's like, it's going to rain. It's <laughs> so like. I think, like, the night before, the day before, I was like, you know, even if it rains, let's just go anyway. (laughs) Yeah, like, all right. I don't know why I want some walk in the rain in Central Park. (laughs) But (laughs) lightninging, let's go. (laughs) Well, you know what? They say it's going to be a real bad thunderstorm, but (laughs) let's do it. Live a little. I hear like a couple of the lions got loose, but don't don't (laughs) let that stop us. Uh, yeah. So we ended up doing the, like actually going, but thankfully it wasn't raining real bad when we were walking there. Good. And it was like barely raining. So like I could just walk and not worry. And then, we get to the spot and propose. She says, yes we turn around uh, you know her, her best friend is there taking pictures she's excited and surprised awesome. and then it's like torrential rain pour. <laughs> like it starts raining pretty hard at that point and, right. uh, but we have some nice pictures from it so <laughs> nice right oh, we got so yeah <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't care no, nah, you know what? It was perfect. It was nice, and and also there weren't that many people there because like that spot would have been flooded with people if it was a beautiful day. Great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like late May, a beautiful day in late May. And they still, they people would have been out. Mm-hmm. Um, there was barely anyone in the in the park when we were there. Thankfully, so it all gotcha. all worked out. Just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I only had twenty four hours to plan for. No. <laughs> So we've reached the end of the episode, we like to create stuff on here and we both like a bracket and you had some bracket, do you have some bracket ideas? Dude, I got a bracket right here. Okay. Oh, sweet. Okay.
1: Let's do a bracket. Okay. I'm excited about this one because it relates to proposals. Oh, sweet. So you just told a story about how you proposed to Justina in Central Park, in Central Park in New York. Okay. So here is the bracket. You are going to be picking the best. Okay, here's the concept. Which New York City disaster movie would you propose during? <laughs> okay.
0: okay. There's so a bunch.
1: There's a bunch of them. And I got, I found it got a little, it got a little slim pickings toward the end, but I got, they're <laughs> technically New York and a lot of, they're technically not great okay, <laughs> okay. And, and just to alleviate like don't worry i didn't pick any 9 11 movies don't worry about that okay okay good not that okay good so fake all first, fake stuff all fake, all fakie yeah. stuff yeah mm-hmm. all fakie all right so the first one is jason farr which disaster movie would you propose during king kong from 1933 hmm. or godzilla 1989
0: okay Sorry, 1998 1998 oh, 1998 okay what so was, uh, Matthew Broderick yes the one movie that i refused to finish was I the 1998 godzilla <laughs> was that was that 98 godzilla like i tried to watch that movie and i could not finish it yeah that's one um, of the
1: movies when i was a kid where i
0: realized oh
1: movies can be bad
0: oh <laughs> right yeah. I'm gonna say the King Kong movie simply because it seemed like it's only on the one building that he's wreaking havoc and you know, they're dealing with that whereas like the Godzilla movie like what I saw of it the whole city is just losing their minds which oh, I yeah. honestly don't think that's what would happen <laughs> I think because like Manhattan is it is small but if you're in Lower East Side and Godzilla's like uptown or something. you're like i'm fine like i don't
1: have to you think worry people about this. would react to it like because i'm in the south and it's like oh there's a heat heat wave in arizona i'm like boy that sucks for them and i'm just <laughs> living my life like you think it'd
0: be like that i think it'd be like that if you're in queens or brooklyn but if you're in manhattan then you wouldn't be like sucks for them but you would be like I think I'm fine here. I just won't go to Midtown or Times Square today, you know or say really yeah, 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 you know, I'll just be here in this part of Manhattan. I'll be fine. <laughs> if you're in the Bronx, you have no problem <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> if something's going on in Manhattan you're like, yeah, 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 that's that's so far from me that's that's a quarter mile of water away, <laughs> right, right. Like yeah. Godzilla makes it seem like the whole town had. To, it's really just mid-town. <laughs> it's, right. it's, it's, it's just midtown.
1: That's a good point. King Kong is kind of localized on the Empire State Building. <laughs>
0: right, right. And yeah,
1: and he also doesn't have Atomic breath.
0: Central Park's so far away
1: from that. Yeah. That'd <laughs> so go with King Kong. All right, King Kong. King Kong. Next one, Armageddon mm. or or Armageddon where asteroids are like destroy the town, okay? Mm-hmm. Or Deep mm-hmm. Impact. Mm. where an asteroid lands in the water nearby and does a tsunami
0: over New York. Okay, Armageddon, it's been a while since I've seen it. I've seen it once or twice, and I don't remember New York in it. I, I had to look this one up because it's mostly in space.
1: I don't know if you know that. but <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but at the beginning, an asteroid kind of comes in, breaks up, and just a whole bunch of stuff happens and, you know, just, just, just gets peppered. And that's when they realize, like, hey, we should look up here. And they say, oh, there's a huge, oh, there's a huge coming, coming behind it. Okay.
0: So. Well, I'm going to go with Armageddon. Because the same similar logic to my last answer. It depends where you are. I mean, the tsunami is going to take over all of it's gonna get all of Manhattan. It you're would reach Central all. Park. Yeah, right, right. It would get all of it. It's surrounded by water. It would be to- toast. You know, it'd yeah. be so. It'd be bad. But I feel like here a could... tsunami's coming, babe. But we're still gonna go. We're still gonna <laughs> right, go to Central right, Park. Right. <laughs> but if it's Armageddon, I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm probably doing that.
1: One. So you're gonna, you're gonna just bring, you just go under a big tree and just hope yeah. for the best. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think, like, where, where were those asteroids hitting? Okay, let's just go way you know, Upper West Side or something. Yeah, yeah. All right, next
1: up, we got Cloverfield. Oh, yeah, where an alien creature is going around, mm-hmm. or Independence Day.
0: This is the toughest one so far. Yeah, this is the toughest one because that's everywhere and but and like like i was saying like godzilla 98 and cloverfield they both make it seem like the whole city is just pandemonium and it's just like you turn around every block it's one monster but you turn around every corner there's some there's something going on and that's not how it actually play out in real life but if if I am to trust the way they depict in the movies, where everyone is just running for their lives, there's no safe place. I, you can't you can't easily say either because they're like aliens all over the place, still doing stuff in Independence Day. True, but you you made a good
1: point. Cloverfield, everybody's running for their life. Everybody's running. Independence Day. There's some people like partying. <laughs> they're
0: yeah. like. Like, this is you, great, take me up to your ship, yeah, yeah. So that's what I would do. I'd be like, Hey, you know what? I think here we'll be safe. I think it's easier to say that in an Independence Day setting than in the because yeah, it's setting. also like King Kong, it's hovering over Empire State it's Building, hovering. Yeah. They're not firing lasers at every second, so I, I would. But, but it's like looming over everything in Independence Day. So it's like, I don't know. We could, we could, that, that's the diciest one, but I'm, I would like that. That question is the diciest one, but I would have to go with Independence Day.
1: Nice. Nice. All right. Next up. Gremlins 2. Where, where, or Ghostbusters, buddy. Ooh. Either gremlins everywhere
0: or ghosts are everywhere. man. Ooh, that is tough. Because they are everywhere in both. Who wants a better setting for a proposal? (laughs) I'm going to say... Oh, man. Okay, I was originally going to say Ghostbusters because, you know, I feel like the older ghosts would appreciate it. Yeah. But... Like good for you, buddy? Yeah, but Justina would love those little gremlins. <laughs> she would think they're so cute. Even the ones who've turned, she would still think even the cute. even
1: the green lizard yeah. ones. Like not just I give- mean.
0: Yeah. The the weirder the better for her, too. So like, <laughs> like if it's if it's uh this ugly little thing, then she might still really think it's cute. So, so I, I just, think just to, as like entertainment, you know. Right, right. Yeah, You're like look
1: what I planned.
0: Yeah, so I, I think, and and a part of the reason I was going to say Ghostbusters was also that it's almost centralized, like like Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. That's still one area you can get somewhere else and be safe. And the gro- ghosts are just flying through stuff, you know, they fly through. You get slimed, but hey, you also get engaged. But just just to have something that she could look at and be like, well, that's adorable. I'd have to go with Gremlins too. Gremlins too, okay. Next and the up. Christmas time. So it's also a Christmas time. So it'd be oh, that's lovely. true. That's yeah. true.
1: Okay, next one. The First Avengers <laughs> versus War of the Worlds. Ooh. So you got Loki and the Chitari zipping around town. Yeah. Big scary Ooh. thing in the sky. Yeah. War of the worlds. More also aliens.
0: And, I'm going to. Uh, yeah. More of the worlds. Is does not have superheroes that that can save us. So I'm going to say the Avengers point. because, you know, also it's like, well, you know, these guys have been around saving people. We're going to be fine. <laughs> it's an yeah. easy one to be like, we can go to we we will be fine. We, we can we can go to the park. Exactly. War of the Worlds just has Tom Cruise running around. That's it. Right. Yeah. So, and like, again, it's everywhere is pandemonium now, and it's pretty pandemonium in the Avengers, but you have saviors that are, that are handling business. And if need be, you know, I mean, I don't have to propose in Central Park. We live near Prospect Park, same architecture. So, like the same guy, the same architect who did Central Park, he created Prospect Park. Oh, we could we could just do it there if we have to avoid Manhattan yeah. today. Everybody would completely understand. Like, I couldn't <laughs> go to Central Park.
1: There's a bunch of aliens flying around, and there's a big <laughs> right. the big worms in there, <laughs> you know. So Avengers, that's a good one. Avengers, mm-hmm. that's a great point with the with the heroes are helping you out. Yeah. Next up, day after tomorrow, where everything global warming, uh, yeah. you know, the polar vortex swoops down. It's very it's very nothing. similar to deep impact. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And versus the happening. Plants are gonna get you.
0: Ooh, well, I mean, then we have to stay away from Central Park and all parks for that matter.
1: Because that was the premise, right? Plants were evolving and like exuding some
0: neurotoxin (laughs) or something. (laughs) Yeah, we were, and I don't remember how they were able to overcome it, but yeah. Oh,
1: so it's just it just everything freezes. So or plants are trying to kill you. So it's it's not fun either way. But
0: (laughs) yeah, day after tomorrow. I think I'm going to have to go with that one. Everything freezes. It's already cold here right now.
1: Yeah. What's well, a little <laughs> bit colder? <laughs> and you can just spin it like it's a winter wonderland or something. Right. So,
0: right. I'm sure yeah. we'd figure out a
1: way. <laughs> okay. So, again, we were getting a little bit down to the bottom of the barrel here. So, next up, <laughs> Friday the 13th, part eight Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah. Versus <laughs> I am legend. Hmm.
0: Zombie virus. Well, I'm gonna say, ooh, this was actually tough because no one's in the city, and I am legend. Like nobody, right? Except you could you go. So- right, right. right. You're still we living just- there for some reason. Right, right. No one's around. We would have the place to ourselves. But then there's this looming danger that we would not be able to get away from. Yeah. And then, of course, in Jason takes Manhattan. It's really just the, that one spot again, and it's just one man, you know. Well, you like, can't just say that about uh, Jason. I get it, I get it, but I just mean he's much smaller than King Kong, <laughs> so right. way easier to avoid. I feel like in Manhattan than King Kong or zombies for that matter. So, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna have to go with Jason Takes Manhattan, even though it'd be pretty nice to have Central Park all to ourselves. <laughs> but I just feel like zombies would be coming out of somewhere. Yeah, like you it's inevitable. Zombies are gonna get
1: you, but it's you don't know. You roll the dice, maybe Jason's over there. Just it's a big true, town.
0: True. New yeah. York is a
1: big town. <laughs> okay, and then last of the first round, Sharknado two. Okay. Because the first one took place like in Mexico, but the second one took place in good old NYC. (laughs) Or cloudy with a chance of meatballs, Jason.
0: (laughs) I'd have to do cloudy with a chance of meatballs. You get, you 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 propose. Yeah. You propose and you get a meal. But can you eat that food that's falling out of the sky? I don't know. I would at least try. Who's making the food that's falling out of the sky, Jason? (laughs) God.
1: Cheese.
0: you know I, I, the, the cheat answer for all of these is well we live in brooklyn so i wouldn't have to worry about anything You're right it's not jason takes brooklyn <laughs> right it's like oh jason's over there king kong's over there Godzilla's oh, over I there. i was this
1: close to using vampire in brooklyn
0: <laughs> i almost that would have been good i forgot you guys lived in brooklyn yeah <laughs> yeah in that case, I would definitely be like, oh, yeah, that one, and we'll just go to Manhattan for the day. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway. So you would rather deal with big meatballs than a shark nato? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, when you first said nato, I was like, well, Central Park is central. So, uh, you know, we wouldn't really be by the water. We wouldn't have to worry about it. That's true. They we they don't get inland that deep. Yeah. But, I mean love a good
1: pasta dish <laughs> i just be i don't again you don't even know if it's warm
0: <laughs> that's true <laughs> we'd have to take some tupperware and then just like hold it out <laughs> bring it home and take it home
1: it and microwave it
0: <laughs> i'm sure oh, by man. that point somebody on tiktok would have said if you could eat it or not yeah, <laughs> someone yeah, would have, have been, been like you know you can actually eat these uh meatballs falling from the yeah sky.
1: don't worry <laughs> Okay, next round going up:
0: King Kong versus Armageddon. Mm, King Kong versus Armageddon, and I'm gonna have to stick with. I mean, they they're both simple, but I'm gonna say King Kong on that one.
1: I'd say King Kong too because you don't know you know where King Kong is. You, you don't, don't know, know where the meteor's
0: going to go. Yeah, and yeah. plus, you know, King Kong's really about love. He was just in love with that lady, and he wanted everyone to leave him alone. <laughs> Yeah, he would would
1: see you and just like, you're proposing. I love, understand, love. You know what?
0: He wouldn't ask what you guys. I'm not climbing to the top of a building for it, but. (laughs) (laughs) Why are we in a
1: plane? Why aren't you? you (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Next up, Independence Day versus Gremlins 2.
0: I'm going to stick with Gremlins 2. I'm going to stick with Gremlins 2.
1: They they will cause some uh, ruckus, but they're not going to blow up your whole yeah. like block.
0: Right, right. right. Uh, and the adorable ones will be around.
1: Yeah. Okay. Avengers versus
0: Day After Tomorrow. I'm going to go with Avengers uh, for the same reason. They're going to take care of us. We'll be fine. Yeah, there's no hero in Day After Tomorrow. That's, <laughs> right. that's for sure.
1: And then we have Jason takes Manhattan
0: versus... Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Again, we can eat some meatballs. We get some food out of it. As long so as it's not like acid rain of meatballs or something, it'd be fine, I feel. <laughs> rather deal
1: with a giant enchilada than a, a, a murderous guy with a machete?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <Here>. <laughs> okay, down to the final four. Oh, wow. King Kong versus Gremlins 2.
0: Mm, I'm gonna stick with Gremlins 2 for the adorableness for okay. Justina's sake.
1: Again, Gremlins, they there's there's I they're liable to just come and like steal the
0: ring and run off. <laughs> they are mischievous that way. But I, I'm I, you know that's a good point, but I'm gonna stick with Gremlins 2. Okay, Gremlins 2. They
1: them. can't do as much damage as King Kong. And then Avengers versus Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Mm. Now, think about this. What if a pizza
0: falls on you? That would be rough. Right? Well, in that case, I'd go with Avengers because then we could just get Shawarma with them afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been on the floor, too? <laughs> Avengers. And that's the thing. Like, that guy kept that restaurant open. <laughs> that's true. Well, yes. Yeah, He's like, well, yeah, I'll cook you. From, I'll, I've been cooking all day yeah that's true
1: like what how worried is he if he's still cooking he's still you know taking money that's very true okay and the final round which new york disaster movie would you propose during jason farr and most of like the disaster movies have been whittled down but that's okay (laughs) gremlins 2 versus the avengers i'm gonna say gremlins 2 gremlins 2 it is (laughs) All right, man. (laughs) We did it. Never watch that movie the same way again. (laughs) There it is. Thanks so much for being on the podcast, Jason. Thanks. Appreciate you having me, man. It's been fun.
0: I am certain that the gremlins would wreak a lot of havoc, but they would be adorable, so I stand by my choice. Find out what Jason is doing with Stock Improv. You can go to laughingstockimprov.weebly.com. They do a show every last Sunday at Velo Fellow in Greenville, South Carolina. Also, Alchemy Comedy has shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Go to alchemycomedy.com for show and ticket information. And they also have Humongous coming up on February 18th, so be on the lookout for that. Also in Greenville, South Carolina. Carolina follow us on Twitter Facebook and Instagram at there it is pod and subscribe to our YouTube channel at there it is and follow me on Twitter at Jason Farr jokes and Instagram at Jason Far Picks. also subscribe to our comedy lifestyle newsletter and support us if you can we have a Patreon and a PayPal go to there it is for newsletter and support info links and bio until next time be good to each other